those art teachers. I'm your host, Corby, and I'm here with my co-host, Caitlin. Hello. Today, we're going to just do a fun check-in and just talk about what's been going on. And we're also really excited about some responses and feedback that we've been getting in Instagram. So we wanted to talk about that for a little bit before we get started. Yes. In the last episode, we were talking about do we teach holiday art or do we avoid it and how do we handle that? And we also asked for feedback from our listeners uh, because I think many of our listeners are art teachers or involved in art education in some way. So we uh, wanted to just shout out some of our listeners that sent us some feedback. We just appreciate anybody listening, taking the time to reach out to us on Instagram in our DMs or on the comments because we know that that is kind of extra. So we really appreciate that effort and we love hearing from you guys. So shout out to Art Ed with Miss V in the comments and also in the messages shout out to Kyle Wood from Who Art Ed or Who Arted podcast. (laughs) And shout out to the (laughs) in-person followers that have been also having conversations with us about our content and topics so if you are in our daily lives thanks for listening because it's been fun talking about our topics with you as well that's faux show (laughs) faux show so yeah thanks for listening thanks for the feedback how's it been i feel like it's been a while since we even recorded the holiday episode and i feel like so much has happened like not only in the art room but just in life uh Uh, yeah yeah where do we even start (laughs) um well i am just getting over covid so i feel like i'm just coming out of a big old fog like brain fog for the past four or five days just on the couch doing like literally nothing but drinking hot tea um so it feels like a past life when I when we last recorded because yeah this last week has just been nothing but being sick um didn't get to go to work my my school has a five-day policy with COVID so I was out literally all week and um yeah so that's been a little weird. Yeah. It's been weird because I normally don't miss like school hardly at all. Yeah. And I'm going to just save my sub plan questions and all that because I know that's hectic and we've been talking about that off the pod, uh, but we're talking about doing an episode specifically on that. Um, before you left though, before you got the vid, where did you guys end up on your media land because I don't think we've talked about that off the pod either. Where are you guys at? I like how you're calling it the pod. Well, we were we were doing my students are doing the independent projects still. Um they're drawing independent projects and some of them have done that and done even like a second one and they're moving on. I this is something that is new to me and so I wasn't sure how I would handle it or how I wanted to handle it. Um, because, you know, in tab, it's very like open, uh, but like we, there's that whole spectrum of choice based, like art pedagogy to full blown tab. And I, I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to structure it. So basically some of my students are taking longer on their projects and some 
finished in one, two class periods. They're like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to move on. So I kind of was like, you know, the the teacher directed teacher in me was like, well, we need to wait till everyone's done. But then I started thinking, well, that's not really the TAB philosophy. And do I really need to wait till everyone's done? Like, not really. If I just take a few minutes to, at the beginning of class, to do a demonstration to introduce the next media and let my students that are ready for that, like, start moving on, it's just not as perfect on my, like, art media land board of where the class is at because I only have one. <laughs> when this is so, so silly. Like, that's why I was like, I can't make a decision based off of that, right? But mm, yeah, yeah, it's like one token on the board for that class name. So I can't split that in half and be like, half the class is on this and half the class is on that. So I told them, like, you know what? This isn't going to be our last day. If you want to keep working on your independent drawing project, that's great. You focus. You work hard. If you are ready to move on, we are going to start looking at, we're going to, so I demonstrated tempera sticks. And for some classes, I even got to tempera cakes. And so I was starting to open up our painting studio and they were able to start exploring and making art with, with those media. Um, so, but then some were still finishing their drawing projects. So that was kind of hard for me to figure out. I was a little awkward for a little bit. I was like, oh, do we move on? Do we stay? So that's kind of what I decided. It was like, because then also the students that were still doing their drawing projects were like, ooh, they get to use temper sticks. Okay, I'm going to finish this up. I want to use temper sticks. Yeah. Yeah, so I am in that boat because I finally did make a decision on our project and I feel the weight of that like weird in-between even more as well because it is really tricky because I keep feeling like I'm stressing the kids like, don't rush, like we have this many days left on this. But then the kids are always like, okay, I'm done. Like what next? What next? And I'm just like, what do you think we're going to do next? Like, I keep promoting to you, like we have our open, for me, our open choice days on Fridays. And so I'm like, you're going to treat this like our, I call it focus Friday. Like, okay, when you're done, it's like a focus Friday, but without your reflection log. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I feel like that kind of works. But at the same time, it just feels like this weird, really weird in between situation. And that's where we're at. I actually made a decision thanks to you. Oh, really? Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Yeah. I So I went forward with our... So my kids are working on value. Like that's the big skill that we're learning on as a whole group. And we started with graphite, kind of traditional value scales, applying it flat and then like applying it to make it have form and like building it up for that scaffolding. And then I started opening up. I was like, ooh, I think this project's going to still be revolving around value but I do want to give them options. So I was like, I know I'm going to give them watercolor, soft pastel, graphite in general. And so like I've been making, I've been doing choice boards, which I've done in the past too, but I was like, okay, we're going to just like see what they gravitate towards. And that's been going really well. But then I was like really nervous because I was watching you like open up all the like super open choice. And I was like, oh man, like I don't want to force my kids to make like these still life compositions that are just about forms and it's like kind of boring and like I'm not excited about it they don't really seem excited about it but I know it's foundational so I was like really stuck in between of like should we do this 
like old traditional project or should I just say let's try something new and let's do a really open-ended project and they get to apply value and I went with that because of talking with you I ended up choosing the super open-ended value project where they have they have to use at least five shades of their value and whatever medium they're choosing but they get to choose the subject matter and then the rest of the rubric is like studio habits of mind but that was like very nerve-wracking to like let go of that and it is nerve-wracking for sure like it was for me as well at the beginning the fear is that what if they don't have any ideas or what if they yes. what if they don't like it being open-ended and and it's like okay well there's a few ways to combat that like you can give them like what we talked about you can give them some options if you know like a portrait a landscape you can show them a few different options of like fallback or a project idea that that they have to do if they don't choose their own and I and you were worried about them not having ideas I was like they're gonna have ideas because I was worried about that too well and some of them might not but like it takes practice I was gonna say you should see some of the things I'm seeing on these project planning sheets where I'm like maybe we should make another one because this is going to take you one class period and, and that's, then you're okay. going to be done. But like, is that uh, bad? <laughs> is that bad though? If they can, and see my kit, my, I ran across that too with some of them being like such easy ideas. Um, but Hey, it was their idea and it's something to build off of. So it's like, is it yeah. bad? Because then those of them that finished no, like no, really bad, those that finished really quickly, I kind of challenged them like, okay, do you want to do another one? Do you want to do like, could you do that? But what would you change about it? Or what would you do differently? Um, why don't you look like, do you want to use some of these art history books to look at or these how to draw books? And then they like get more and more kind of invested in this idea. And I don't know. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's just where they're at. Basically it's meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And I don't think it's bad the idea of the kids not having ideas is scary. But at the same time, I did. I do think that the majority of them are more excited because they are picking something that they want to do. I do think, and we did talk about like how overwhelming that can be, like the decision-making. And I was pretty excited. This went pretty well. I used our sketchbook activity as a way to like transition them into that mindset where I set up us playing the exquisite corpse game, the surrealism game, where you have to like make the head, the torso, and the body, and like gave them that framework in each section of the page. And then they passed it around and like did that with their table group. And then we talked about the activity, like what was hard about it and what maybe was easy about it. And as a group discussion, they kind of showed the spectrum of making decisions of like, yeah, it was really comfortable it was really easy to do this because like we didn't have to like look at a picture and like make it look exactly how it looks or like I didn't have anything to go off of. I could do whatever I wanted. Then there were other kids on the spectrum that were like, that was overwhelming for me because I was really worried about like, well, what if it doesn't turn out the right way? And like, I don't know what the kid put in the top of this section and I don't know what the next person put in the middle of the section. So like that made me really nervous. And that was a really cool segue. I thought that was something that was really positive to transition like, the way to deal with like making decisions and everything, which really set them up for 
getting in the mindset of having more of the choice in this project that we're doing. And for those that aren't familiar with the Exquisite Corpse, the drawing game that was created by Surrealists, it can be like a creature, an animal, a person, but it's generally a collaborative game and you work on a part of the drawing for a little bit and usually it's like the top portion of a figure or a creature and then you like switch papers and then the next person gets like the middle section of a body or sec or creature and then the last person gets like the legs and the, the feet section of the creature. And that was really cool. I was That was like random, kind of just like put that in our day because I was like, we need something fun, we need something different. And then in the moment I was like, wait, we can use this to talk about how we're going to approach this project. And that went really well. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think that's a great idea to get them a little bit loosened up too to the idea of like more choice and not being in, well, they are in actually more control when they have choice, but with that game they're a little bit like there's a few unknowns that they kind of have to just go with I think that was a good Mm -hmm. idea to kind of prep them yeah well thanks like I said it kind of just happened I mean I kind of needed a mental break I felt like that's where I was at too where I was on the fence of like asking you like oh my gosh how are you doing like this super super open-ended project like it sounds great I don't want to have to make all these decisions for the kids but at the same time I don't want them just like scribbling to make apples look like they have form and like not really applying their knowledge and now I feel like they are planning projects based around the concept of value but can you actually take what you were taught and apply it to show that you really do know it and that's been really cool yeah I actually think from what I've seen from my students I feel like it's actually a more almost like a more authentic way to assess their knowledge and their skills like because I'm seeing their true ideas and their true effort based on it's all based on what they can do and I think that's in a way so much more authentic as an assessment form rather than assessing them on something that was like step by step my ideas my prep and they are just like following directions and so it's really I think it's more exciting like it's been really exciting for me as a teacher to see what ideas my students have been coming up with and how they use the materials um because I'm more I'm more like studio I'm more like um right now media based um of course we're going we talk about the elements of art and such but we're really focusing on like what does this media do like how can you explore this media and when I demonstrate it we talk about pressure like can we create value with pressure with this media or not like is that something because for example temper sticks like we talked about it and we dem- I demonstrated and they're like oh no you can't really it's kind of like the markers like you can't it's hard to show value with just pressure uh, with temper sticks and markers I'm like yeah that's like that's a cool discovery that we're kind of like learning about the media and then it's like so if you wanted to make value like how would we do that with temper sticks and so we talk about that through like the discovery of the media and then seeing them take those ideas and like take an open-ended like they can make whatever they want and just 
kind of explore and create is has been so freeing for myself and for my students and they don't want to go back like there's been some behavioral issues in some classes like particularly like one or two classes out of 14 and they you know I talked to them like well you know if you're not gonna handle our supplies like well then we can we're gonna lose the supplies and we can go back to step-by-step directed art and they're like no we don't want to do that we want to keep having the freedom and so we've talked about like with freedom comes responsibility (laughs) I think that there is such beauty and originality that comes with the freedom and it's exciting that your kids are like yeah we want this like don't give us back the other option I'm really curious if my kids like I I think I'm going to give them a survey after this to see how they felt about this project versus the last project that we did. Uh, because I know Clay is going to kind of completely cloud all of their judgment because Clay's after this unit. And Clay is a unit where I usually do give more open freedom or open choice around like one or two skills within Clay. So... I think I'm going to survey them after this unit before we do clay. And I'm curious to see if they are actually loving the choice more than the first project we did, where I should say more, more, more open choice. Cause I still, I usually give at least some choices, but this one is like very open-ended besides you have to have your five shades of value, but it seems like that they're doing fine. Like I've been asking them, their planning sheets look great. On Fridays, their feedback on our Focus Fridays where they do get like super open choice and then they just have to log like what they're experimenting with and what they've discovered. The kids on the surveys for the end of last year told me like, we love Friday, don't get rid of it. Like, oh my gosh, is it like in this year they're like, is it Friday? Like, oh, I'm so excited for Focus Friday because they know it's like the free choice day. And even today with school being out tomorrow, they came in today and they're like, oh, is it Focus Friday? Is it? Is that happening? And I'm like, no, it's Thursday. So like we're sticking to Thursday's routine, not Focus Friday. And they were like so disappointed. So I was like, oh, that's nice to hear. Like you guys actually like this. It's actually going well. Because for middle school, I feel like it's harder like to give them those things that they're interested in. Like they are really, it's like when their ego is like really big and and shiny and like the creature that's taking over. I do have a handful of students and I think I was trying to get to this earlier that are really struggling and not like in a bad way, but they do just like look to me and they're like, okay, like what should I do? Or like, what should I draw? Like what's next? And they do just like need so much support and even like getting that groundwork going of like, okay, what are you interested in? Like what makes you excited or like what makes you sad or like, what do you want to say? Like that is very unusual for a good number of my students. And that for like in that, in middle school, that population is, that's what I'm saying that that they are harder to reach of like promoting the choice to because they are not excited about the choice they do just want that teacher or that authority figure to kind of just like tell them like yes this is right or like yes do this or like don't do that and so like I have to really work like I'm even questioning what I'm like questioning back to them of like trying to spin it so that they're coming up with ideas where I'm usually doing that but I feel like it's really testing me of like no no no, don't give in like 
we're really going to make them make a decision and I'm going to help support you to make that decision. But it is like a lot of extra patience and work, which I feel like has been happening with the choice I was giving in the past. But now it feels like it is taking up even more of that spectrum. Like I have to really dig into like, nope, we're going to figure this out together. And I am going to stand by you at this table and wait for those other three kids that need help. And I'm going to tell them to ask three, the three before me and, and problem solve and figure it out because that's really what we're learning. Well, it's like learning that independence. And also I wanted to say like, do they actually want you to decide for them and they want you to tell them exactly what to do? Or is that all they know and all they've been trained to do? Because I I truly believe like at our core, if we feel confident in ourselves, if we feel like we're not self like insecure, we're not if we're if we feel supported and confident, I think it's human nature to have ideas and try to act on those ideas. And I think what that shows, and this is my theory. This is my total theory. Like I, it's not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think what that shows is like, has anyone ever asked them what their thoughts are before? Like, has anyone ever challenged them in the way that you're challenging them right now? Because if not, they might be trained to just listen and follow directions and that is not going to create an adult a functioning like adult out in society like it will I mean they can function but like that doesn't create problem solvers or problem finders that doesn't create critical thinkers like for our 21st century and so I think it's important work that you're doing in that we are challenging our students to go beyond listening and following directions and really challenge them to fight that there's like that comfortable zone that they've found themselves in it's like no you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone yes and I completely agree with that I completely have the same philosophy however working with middle schoolers I am talking about a very small population of students that also just really don't want to be in art and I'm not even saying that like their behavior is bad because I know people might be listening and be like, like we could go down that whole route. No, like they're still willingly like, you know, like going through the motions, but like some, this pocket that I'm talking about are like kids that just really don't show any interest where I'm like, yeah, you maybe just got put in art because you have to be here. And I get that. But like, there's something that we can create together. That's going to like, yeah, give you like a new perspective or like, benefit you in another class and like give you all these other life lessons but that's the very the little population that I'm talking about where like even today and it was weird because we don't have school tomorrow but like I had so many kids come in today and they're just like so tired and then to speak to this personality like one girl she just sat there and I just I do just love how real they are she just sat there and she was like looking at me because she came in a little late and she was just like I could tell she was a little tired too And the friend she was sitting next to, like, looked at her and she was like, you know, we're working on our project right now. And she looked over at her and she was like, yeah, I know. And then she just, like, looked at me and I was, like, checking in on kids and, like, their project planning sheet. And then they're they're moving on to their, like, bigger project. And I, like, came back around and I saw that she was still sitting there and she just, like, had her head on her hand and she was just, like, looking at me. And I just was like, okay, maybe she just, like, needs a moment to process. Like, maybe 
you know, like she needs some more time. And, and I know also this is based on like knowing the student and the relationship you have with them. And so then I was like, okay, I'll come like when I'm doing my rounds, I'll like just kind of see how it's going. And so then I went back, like I did my whole round of the classrooms. I have a very large classroom. So like, it's a big round. And then I come back around and I make eye contact with the friend. And I like look at the other girl that has been sitting there. And I was like, hey, insert student's name. I was like, you know, we're working on our projects. Like you're going to need your bin. And like, we have solid time to like get going. And she's like, I know I just don't want to do it I've just done so many things that I don't want to do today and then like got up got her bin and I was like okay like I get it it's one of those days but also she's a student that's like I think you just got put in art because you didn't like have another choice of elective we're gonna make the best of it and so I'm like yeah I get it like this choice project isn't maybe exciting for you because it doesn't really matter to you and I can't be bothered by that but like that's just the way it is like there isn't going to be like a hundred percent win on everything. Uh, so that, that's the very specific like middle school attitude and like situation that I'm describing. Yeah, here. that's rough. It's, it's different. It's different than elementary being like, oh, this is shiny and it's different. And like, you can pick whatever you want. And for middle school, they're like, okay, some of them, some of them are like, okay, like, yeah, well, that's like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I can help you in the best way. But I will say, like, I've had some students, and this is kind of something I started thinking about just the other day. I had this, like, amazing moment the other day, and I'm not discounting at all, like, what you're talking about. Like, I definitely feel for you in that situation, and I just hope that with more and more, like, encouragement and choice in their art like maybe they'll find something that they're interested in because this one student um it finally happened for them where for years like this is my fifth year at this school I've had this student for five this is the fifth year I've had them and for years he has shown very little interest in anything we do just anything I mean Elementary students are, like you said, they love things. They love, like, art. They love materials, like, all the different materials and, like, oh, it's shiny and new. He was not that student. He sound, he sounds like a middle school student where he was just, like, uninterested. He had – yeah. And he Changed has older siblings. So, like, I don't know if that's it or what. But he was just, like, uninterested. He just had to be there. He was very obvious about that fact. Well – for the first time, like a lot of times he'd even put his head down and like try to sleep during class. Uh, he'd crumple up his papers like he would, he was that student, right? For the first time, I saw him interested in something and it's because of this choice that I'm doing, like tab that I'm doing. And he found a how to draw book of all these different animals, like wild animals, I've never seen this student hardly draw anything in five years. Like, he drew. He came and he was proud. And he's like in fourth or fifth grade. I can't honestly can't remember right now. He's in fourth or fifth grade. He came to my desk before class was over. And he showed me all these papers that he drew in that one class period of 
of all these different animals awesome. he's like look i drew a sloth and i drew this and i drew that and i was just like wait you i i kind of was shocked i was just like i almost was like you did this like did you did you like i was almost like did you pay someone to like do this for you and are you is this april fools so like are you hard. tricking me no he did it and he was so excited to show me and he wanted to like take the book home he was that excited and i was like well i know i was like Aww. so i was beside myself i was so excited for him but i was just like do you like first of all put your name on all of that i don't want to lose these <laughs> and second of all like i was <laughs> like these book this book will be here for you when you come back and you can keep working on this and maybe like maybe we you could make a book of all of your different or like you could make a collage of all of your different animal drawings or something and like started I was just so excited that he was interested in it at all and it was I thought about it later in the day like when I got home because you know how our day is like back-to-back classes and everything and I couldn't even like yeah and like the the time was running out like we had to clean up we had to go like I couldn't even like celebrate that moment much with him or with like in my head but when I got home like I almost cried thinking about that student and how he had such a fun day in art like he finally found something that he liked to do and he didn't look miserable like he he was so excited that he showed me like he was proud and I just was like this is what I've been looking for. This is finding those students that have been falling through the cracks when I've been doing teacher-directed learning where they're just like so bored, they're uninterested, they have no say in what's going on. For whatever reason, they don't like it. And of course, there's some students that are liking it no matter what because they just love art, whatever. But but like those students are still happy yeah. too. So but this is finding those students that were falling through the cracks previously that I'm finally getting to know more in depth and finding out what they're interested in and watching them just like become excited. Like that's the whole goal for me. And it just like really, it was really validating to see that happen. So. Yeah, I think that is really special. I think if I wasn't doing our focused Friday days where the kids did have super, super open choice and like all materials are on the table and I was not getting to see them choosing what they do like, or they're talking to their friends that, you know, they like working with and what they're interested in, like having those fun organic conversations. And then they're coming up to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I made this. And like, I'm asking them to like, Oh, Hey, what inspired you to make this? And those days are those special moments I don't know how I would honestly be getting through my week at school because like I've realized that I'm I look forward to Fridays as much as I look for or as much as the kids look forward to Fridays because of that open choice because it is so organic and it's so it to me it's magical like it's what makes art I feel like this has now just become like a tab philosophy preaching episode and like that's where we're at but to me that's just the beauty of why we're teaching and what we're trying to do with kids is inspire them to find that thing that makes things magical because that's what art to yeah. me should be is well and magical. you asked I mean this is an update yeah. on how tab's going for us so I feel like it's still like on topic 
But these, th- these are just some things that yeah, like I've thought true. about over the past few weeks since we talked about our tab situation last. Okay, so I was like, in light of Caitlin's heartwarming elementary school story, if you're not a middle school teacher or a middle school art teacher, this gives you a lens into the depth of middle school. That for one of our Focus Fridays, a positive a positive of Focus Fridays, and in general, just like a super fun day, that whole day. And again, Fridays are just, yeah, they're the best. Um, but I had a student who's been working on a presentation, an actual slideshow presentation. And I don't require kids to give those in art class. When we do artist statements, it can be written or it can be verbal. Uh but I know in other, like in other classes at my school, like social studies and ELA, they do require presentations. But the student willingly made a presentation because they wanted to of all of the art room animals, aka art room mascots that we have, because we have so many, because that's been an ongoing thing that we've collected in the art room. And they've been working on this presentation for, I'm sorry, I just love it so much. They've been working on this presentation for the last two months. And then they were like, Miss Liker, I finished it. When can I give this presentation? And I was like, oh, okay, like I want to make sure, you know, like you have everybody's attention and with what we're doing, when can we do it? I'm not sure, you know, like it's back to back, boom, boom, boom. But I was like, I want to honor that this student's really excited about this presentation that they've made. So I was like, hey, let's do a focus Friday. Like send it to me, <laughs> send it to me, I'll read it. This is amazing. I'm just it. so excited for and this. like, okay. oh just you wait because I wish I should have read it I should have read it (laughs) and shout out to this student oh my gosh amazing they were also part of the group last year that like spawned our mascot which our mascot is Musty the rat Musty because they're obsessed with crusty musty dusty that whole phrase that was a thing so that's how it started so we have a lot of rats around the art room wait 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 I feel like you need to I feel like you need to clarify do you have literal mm. rats in your art room? <laughs> no, uh, they are like fake rats. So I've got a stuffed animal rat that's really cute. And they put a little top hat on the tail. And they actually did put a Christmas hat on this one because it was specific to a student's stop motion animation last year. And the Christmas rat like crawled into a trash can because it was like during Christmas time and it was like sad. <laughs> okay, that's uh, so that's a whole adorable. situation. <laughs> Okay, got it. I just wanted to clarify because, like, I didn't know for sure, but I figured. So, like, yeah, this has grown into, like, a full-fledged, like, we have a mini zoo of stuffed animals slash they're, like, not, I mean, they're sculptures, but just, like, think of, like, toys, like, rat toys and stuff like that. Yeah, so the student made this presentation of all of the different featured mascots, color-coded it, sent it to me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to preview it, and then, yeah, this Friday... It's all you. Like, after we do our um, free draw Friday for our sketchbook warm-up, it's your turn. Like, you're going to present. And they were, like, so serious about it. They're like, all right, cool. So the presentation goes over Rusty the... The presentation goes over Musty the Rat, uh, Petunia, which is a guinea pig, Lemons, which is also a rat, but specifically a drag queen rat, that has their nails done and their eyelashes. That was from a former student last year and it sits on my document camera, but it's like only a drag queen rat if you like know because you were a part of that like little art group that like made it that way. Um, That's lemons. We have material girl, which is a mannequin that the students dressed up on a focus Friday. They like made paper cut out. 
uh, an outfit and then that now is just sitting on the window so material girl sits by herself this student literally bought a new rat so these are things too these have been gifted to me and then i just accept them into the art room home <laughs> the student bought a new rat and it has a cape and its name is tom and it sits on the smart tv panel that's like overlooking everybody by the clock and it has i put a paintbrush in its hands so we have tom now we also have terry the t-rex from my ta and that one wasn't on there and what was the other one? Wait, you're going to tell and me then, that they made a whole presentation about mascots and they left off Terry, yes. the T-Rex. Yes, because, no, maybe they did. I'm not sure. There's another one because that wasn't a thing in this class period of like, the student goes up to give the presentation. I tell the class, like, we have a special guest today. We have a presentation. And they were so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, who's speaking? They were like joking, like, is it Justin Bieber? Like, did you bring in a celebrity? And I was like, yeah, it's our very own. And then like the student and they got like so serious. They listened. They were so attentive. They were even asking questions. Oh, the zebra. The zebra's on there too. Jerry is a zebra that is literally on an old TV that's a VHS TV that's still in my room this zebra was when i got pranked last year by the eighth graders oh, yeah. and they have this i have this giant blow-up zebra that's just sitting there so not only did this presentation include all the mascots they go over them they put in like their profiles like their characters it's like oh <laughs> literally said jerry the zebra likes to sit on the giant tv that doesn't work in art class material girl likes to throw their heels at people and listens to britney spears cds like every one of them had like their little profile in the presentation i love that everyone was into it it was great the kids in the class period were asking they were like wait why isn't so and so in this and like why isn't so and so in this because i also got a potato from another student and that became bart and they occupied the room for a little bit sure but then he got moldy so we had to throw him out like of course so yeah, that was a thing. And I just loved how detailed the presentation was. That's why I laughed because I was just like, I love that they were so into it. And then the rest of the kids were so into it. And like, that was what they were working on. Like, they were just all about it. That sounds it. like a great classroom culture. And also, can we talk about how you have a V... Did you say a VHS TV? You mean like one of the big box TVs that has like a VHS player yes. attached? Yes, it is strapped. Yeah, on know, a cart, like, like on an here. old school cart. No, 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 it's no, 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 it's strapped to a shelf in my room by my desk, and like strapped down. And I've literally put in so many IT requests this year of like, hey, I don't need this. Can someone remove it? No one's responded. So I'm like, it's a thing. So Jerry, the the zebra, has just stayed up hanging out on the TV just because I'm like, well. It's there now. That's hilarious. Maybe you guys could make it like an art installation piece. Like do something to that's it. I don't know. Like do. let them do something. To yeah. That's a great idea because I think the kids last year, they wanted to break it and they wanted to turn it into something. And that would be such a cool Focus Friday activity. I think that they would love to paint it. If We might as well, we might as well just make it a sculpture I mean, piece of the art room because Jerry's there. Why not? Like literally. Could you like... <laughs> break out the glass of it and then like put a shelf inside of it and store like art material or like store all mascots. your um animal friends like all the mascots inside the tv like they're on a little puppet I show i love that i also love the idea of having like the tv open and exposed so kids could make puppet shows but 
that sounds like a safety hazard at some point too. But I, yeah, there's a lot of gold in this conversation and I think my students would be very proud of that idea and I'll take it to the table and I'll let you know what we come up with. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a great story. I love that about the free free choice Friday or focus Friday. I've given it like three names now. Yeah. Well, I don't call uh, it freedom Friday. I don't call it freedom Friday because I know that the kids would like, it would bring like another level of chaos. So I was like, ooh, no, we get choice, but it's going to be focus focus I like that so I like that this that you have developed like this great classroom culture too with the mascots like that's awesome I'm sitting here like how can I do something like that in my room not like manufacture it but that's the thing it's I just like that and it's all them like it literally has been mm -hmm. all of them and then as soon as it happens it's like we're gonna have a discussion I'm supporting that decision and then it's like exploded like I never was like hey I want an art room mascot (laughs) like I never planned for this I was glad that I took the risk in incorporating even even more choice in this last project because that felt really really freeing so I'm eager and you haven't yet seen the results of that but but like when you start to see the results I did make them on their planning sheet they're full like they're their quick sketch some of them have been like really attached to and i have told them like hey like this if you want to keep going on this drawing because it's not a huge area i'm like if you want to keep going you could absolutely count this or some kids have asked me like i put so much work into this i know it's supposed to be a sketch but like could it be my project i'm like absolutely who's not to say you can't cut it off this worksheet and like this is your final drawing like there's no size requirement like absolutely go for it And some are just, like, so invested that they've kind of forgotten that, oh, this is just a sketch. I'm going to put it on larger paper. I'm going to put it on paper that will actually hold the material that I picked. And so I have gotten to see, even in this middle stage, that there are going to be some really ballin' projects. (laughs) I don't, the kids don't say that anymore. Um, But that felt very appropriate (laughs) for, like, how excited I am about it. So I needed to say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's great that you're seeing like you're starting to see the results of that too because I feel like once you see that too like full-fledged you're gonna just want to keep doing that like it's so freeing and feels good but I will say like I wish I would have started opening I thought I was gonna get through back to media land I thought I was gonna get through like media land I'm pretty sure you can find it in our one of our episodes I thought maybe first semester. Mm, yeah. We are just now opening the painting studio and we still have collage, printmaking, sculpture. But which you have the is whole year with them. To go. I only see them once a week. I, I only see my kids for a semester. I know, but like and then I do a switch. Yeah, but I think I've I think I spent way too long on the drawing studio and we have they have created some awesome stuff but like I think I went way too in depth I'm glad I'm I'm able to analyze it now and going forward I'm I'm just gonna spend less time on like the demonstrations although I think that I helped them because we had a lot of media different media to go through for the drawing studio um whereas the painting studio I only have like three the drawing studio was like six um, and for each media, I was going through like a class worth mm. of like a yeah, whole class a period worth of like 
demonstration, not just for me, but like with the, with them, and then they could explore, like also ex- explore the material. But then I just think that was too slow, and I could have given them more time and then like introduce. I just I need to go faster through the material demonstration, and then I want to get through the art media land like quicker because I do have all year with them but I don't because I'm gonna be on maternity leave in the pod now knows baby t is on the way oh my gosh the pod today's sponsor is pants stretchers because apparently there's a thing that exists where you can put them in your pants that's it's not and it opens it up so people who are pregnant can keep wearing the same pants over and over, but it makes it larger. <laughs> What's it actually called? <laughs> what are they? What are they called? It's not called pants stretchers. I don't know. Something like, I think they're called pants or like extenders or something like that. But it's like a band. It's a band that you like, apparently, I still don't have one, but it's like, a band that you can wear your regular pants but then like not zip them up or button them and then but so instead of them falling down or like kind of falling open you put this band around the belly like around the waist of the pants so that it like still holds them to you but it does you don't have to zip or button them well that was our episode on how it's been the last couple weeks in our incorporated and modified tab rooms thanks for tuning in and listening find us on instagram at those art teachers you'll hear us next time bye not bye bye not bye